Democrats on the Hill and a variety of federal employee groups are ramping up pressure to block the president's recent Schedule F executive order. They're worried agencies may rush to reclassify career federal employees in certain policymaking roles as quasi-political before January 20th. And they're worried about the prospects for current political appointees, too. Federal News Network's Nicole Grisco joins me now with the latest. Nicole, tell us more about this flurry of activity between the House Democrats and these federal employee groups on Schedule F. What are they concerned about? Are they working in tandem? First, there is a request for information. So House Democrats, a few of them, and the big three, I think, leading this initiative are House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairman Carolyn Maloney, and then Government Operations Subcommittee Chairman Jerry Connolly. Those three are very concerned about Schedule F. And from what I can tell, they're the ones most often leading some of these charges. So first, they're looking for help from the Government Accountability Office. They want GAO basically to serve as another kind of set of eyes in what agencies are doing now to implement the executive order. And that's, I think, really the concern here is not that a... Biden administration will keep the executive order around for a while. There's, I think, some concern about when the executive order could go away. But I think the general thought is that it will eventually go away. They're concerned about how agencies are implementing it now before the new administration comes in. And are they, for example, maybe reclassifying current political appointees to Schedule F? They're by giving them actually a little bit more job security than they would normally have if they were just political appointees that have to leave at the end of this administration? Or are they reclassifying career federal employees into this new Schedule F? And as we heard about a week ago now, there are definitely agencies moving ahead with that reclassification process. They have until January 19th to do so. But OMB, which is a relatively small agency, has come up with a list, and according to uh, Real Clear Politics, they got this one, 88% of the agency's workforce has been designated as Schedule F. And that's not incredibly surprising, given what OMB does. It is a policy organization. It doesn't have that many people, about 500 or so. So not too surprising, but they have, as uh, OMB said, submitted a list of positions to OPM for uh, approval there. Got it. And so what specifically then are these Democrats in the Congress specifically asking for? Just information at this point? So one, they're asking for GAO's help in figuring out exactly how agencies are doing this. Two, and this is probably the biggest and most important ask coming up to the December 11th funding deadline, is they want language in the next spending bill that specifically blocks implementation of the executive order. And Yes, we are seeing this ask come from House Democrats, the three that I mentioned, but we're actually seeing this more from federal employee associations, not even unions, people like the Senior Executives Association, Partnership for Public Service, NARF, not necessarily unions, making this ask about blocking it in the upcoming spending bill, whatever that looks like, if it's an omnibus or if it's a continuing resolution. Unions wouldn't normally have people at the level where they would, say, be, say, 13s, 14s, 15s, you wouldn't have as many union members necessarily as you would of the associations that are non-union. That's true. Although I have to say we don't quite yet know because we haven't seen agencies really detail who exactly would be part of the Schedule F. But yeah, that's a good point. The other thing that these groups are, are looking for, and again, going back to House Democrats here, 
they are asking 61 agencies recently to disclose basically who they are trying to burrow in, if they are. Uh, that phrase that comes up, you know, once every four years or once every eight years, the idea of converting political appointees to career civil service positions. They want to know if it's already happened. It can happen. OPM can approve it. And they also want to know if anybody is planning to use Schedule F to do that. Sure. I guess maybe equally likely is some of the Biden appointees will walk into the agencies, see some borrowers from four years ago and say, you're still here. Just imagining that might happen. That's true. Although I I don't think there's many of them left. No, not at this point. They couldn't stand it. All right, Nicole, let's switch gears for a minute and talk about this recent decision that came from the Federal Labor Relations Authority concerning VA and the Accountability Act. Yeah, this one's interesting, Tom. This has been going on for a couple of years, really since the Accountability Act was passed in Congress back in 2017. And the issue was something that we reported on, uh, I think, 2018 or so, uh, that basically the way VA had implemented the Accountability Act didn't give employees, per the unions, uh, I guess, you know, view of this, didn't give employees as n- enough time or as much time as they previously had to improve their performance before maybe getting a proposal for, you know, a firing or demotion or suspension or something like that. And the real issue is whether or not the collective bargaining agreement between VA and the American Federation of Government Employees reflected the changes that VA was making to implement this Accountability Act. So previously, employees had like 90 days or so to improve their performance, to go through that performance improvement period. Uh, When the Accountability Act came in, VA wanted to change that to 30 days, and they did so. And it turns out they did fire, remove, suspend uh, employees who you know, couldn't make the cut within those 30 days. AFGE took this to the FLRA, an arbitrator actually agreed with AFGE. And then after VA challenged the decision from the arbitrator, the full Federal Labor Relations Authority weighed in just recently, a few weeks ago, the FLRA found that AFGE was in fact correct and actually ordered VA to begin reinstating with back pay employees who may have been removed based on this series of events, essentially. Now, we're not really clear to this point exactly how that's going to go. I asked the union if they knew how many employees were potentially impacted by this, and they said they're not really sure. Around 1,000, it could be more, could be less, but they will begin the process of looking into this, determining who maybe should be reinstated. When I reached out to VA, they didn't have much to say about this. They said they're reviewing the decision. So I think there's more to come on this one. But the numbers are really big. I mean, 1,000 people reinstating. It's not like three or four that had some dispute. That's true. And of course, not all of them may have been completely fired. Some could have been suspended, demoted, something like that because of the way perhaps VA implemented the Accountability Act and what they did with the employees. So it it might not all be firing. So they can say you can put the mop away and you can have your surgical scrubs back. That's one way of putting it, sure. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.